Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today we want to continue with our foundational series. In the finance, uh, it's a foundation on uh, biblical success of marriage. And this is the last message on that foundation. So it's not the last message on marriage, it's just the last message on the foundation. We are building a foundation for a biblically successful marriage. And we have four messages on that foundation. And you can listen to the other three on our website. You can go to the media and listen to the other three messages on foundation. But this is a foundation series. I I really believe that foundation is very important. I believe that in in order to uh, build anything successful, whether it's a house or whatever whatever it is, it has to be on a firm foundation. Would you agree with that? And marriage is no different. It has to have a firm foundation. And we have been trying to lay that foundation. One of the things we did in our first message, we said that uh, we wanted to find out what marriage was really about. And we said it's really about a revelation of God's glory. It's really about uh, a mystery. We said those two things. And then the next two messages, what we did, uh, we start illuminating those scriptures that we introduced to you uh, on that first message. So we talked about leaving and cleaving, uh, what God meant by what he said there. And uh, we also talked about a scripture that, that said that, um, uh, that the two will become one flesh. What did God mean by that? We talked about that. Uh, we talked about, uh, which was the title of the message, uh, they were man and woman. Man and his wife was both naked, and they they were not ashamed. We talked about that last week, and we also covered uh, basically the marriage was God's doing, is His His design, is His display of His love. We introduced that, and we said that really that if uh, since marriage was interwoven in the gospel, that really uh, unbeliever couldn't understand it because, uh, as I said in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that really the, the God of this world blinds the, the eyes of the unbeliever. So we said that those were the five things we went over last week. This week, we wanted to close that foundation off with um, uh, just talking about the grace of God. That's what we want to talk about. And I wanted to, to uh, give you a word picture the foundation that we, we, we were trying to build, how many know what this is? It's a puzzle. That's right. It's a puzzle. Um, I, I, I haven't put a puzzle together in a long time, <laughs> but I do know, matter of fact, I tried to borrow a puzzle from the, from the uh, public library. They, they used to, um, what they, they, they used to do, the ladies used to, uh, during their break time, they would put a puzzle together, and it might take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but whenever they went on break, any of the ladies, they would take turns, you know, trying to put a puzzle together. And then once they finished, they sprayed it or something and, and glued it together and then put it in a frame and hung it on the wall. That's what's in our public library. You see some puzzles there. And I said, well, can I borrow that puzzle there? As a demonstration, they said, they said let me check. They said, no, you can't borrow it. Uh, uh, you need to put one together on, on your own. I said, oh, man, you know, I don't know how to do that thing. You know, I haven't done it in a long time. So whenever I went to Walmart and bought one last night, <laughs> and uh, as, as a, just a demonstration to you, and I was going to put a table out here, and I was going <laughs> to do some things. I said, no, I'm not going to do that, but I'll talk about it anyway. If I had a table here, and I'll open this box, and dump all the pieces of the puzzle on this table. And usually, I don't know what they call it. Uh, it's a little square. I used to call them card tables. Uh, but you dump it on that table. And, and then I burn the box up. <laughs> and I say, okay, now what I want you to do is put this puzzle together. Now, how long do you think it'll take you to put that puzzle together? Well, it really probably depend upon how many pieces it was. I started to get a, a one that had like 10 pieces. And, well, you know, that, that's, for the, that's for the children back there. They, they, can, they can put something together, 10 pieces. 
Then they have some 1,000-piece puzzles, you know. I said, Manure, we can't buy the 1,000-piece puzzle because uh, even though it's not expensive, who's going to put that thing together? 1,000 pieces, you know. Uh, but, so we got one 500 pieces. And if I told you, I said, now, put it together, it might take you, I, I'm pretty sure you can put it together. What you think? You can put it together. Uh, but it'll take you a long time. Why? Because you don't have a picture. Well, wouldn't it be the same way if God didn't give us a picture of marriage? He didn't give us a picture. Now, if I, if I dump this out and I said, this is marriage, it's a picture of marriage, you'll say, hmm, now is, it a, is it a man and a woman? What is it? You, know, you, you, gotta, you, start, gotta, you have to visualize what it is, how it would look, so you can start gathering the pieces together. Well, this, this happens to be not a picture of marriage, of course. It is just a picture. But that's what I think I did, is that when I got married, I had a picture of what marriage would be like, and I started trying to put this marriage together like it's supposed to be. So what was in my mind about this picture? Well, my father and mother was never married. Uh, so... Uh, I, I, you know, I've told you before, I'm illegitimate, as they call it, illegitimate. Uh, the Bible calls it something else, um, but it's the same thing, an illegitimate child. And so I couldn't take that. My mother was married before, and her husband died, and, I, and, and she had three children, my brother, and a two, two girls, and a, and a, and a boy. They, they're my brothers. Um, and we call them half-brothers and sisters, of course, but they're, they're brothers. My father got married later on in life, and he had a, they had a child. And so she's my sister, half-sister. I don't have any whole brothers and sisters. Um, and I never, now my, my, I was not in that house, my father's house, to see that marriage. But when I went over there, I did see some things when I would visit from college, I would visit. And Minerva told me, you're not going to be like your father, you know. <laughs> I said, like, no, I don't want to be like my father, you know. But then I, would, I really would do some things sometime or say some things to her that I would hear my father saying to my stepmother, and are treating her in a cer certain way when, when she did certain things. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, that's not necessarily what she told me. That's not, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> that's not marriage. <laughs> and my mother, she got married later on, and uh, my stepfather there, that relationship was kind of interesting. I saw that also. And, see, my mother ruled that household. She ruled him. I'm serious. She really did. And my father ruled that household. So how, would I, how was I to do this thing? My, uh, I called her my grandmother, but she actually was my aunt. That's who I grew up with. She was married. That was an interesting situation. What do I do? do what, what picture is my marriage going to take? On TV, you see things, and, and, and of course, uh, being in Lynchburg, and, and you see marriages there. What's my marriage going to be like? What do I put this puzzle together, the pieces together? What is it going to look like? So what did you do? In your, in, in your marriage, those of you who are married and those who are, are single now, how is your marriage going to be? What are you going to picture? What picture do you get? Because if you take, the, if you take the, the picture you get from your parents, which most of us do, it's going to take on that flavor. 
Or you might try to say, you might say, I'll never be like my parents in my marriage. But how many of you know sometimes we are, we, we, we still end up doing some things just like uh, we grew up doing. That's why it's very important for us to have the picture that the creator of this puzzle put there. Because I could take this picture off and put another picture up there and, and then give you the puzzle. <laughs> it would be very difficult, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, know, you would probably do it, but it, 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 uh, sooner or later you'll get it right through trial and error. Isn't that way, the way a lot of our marriages are? That's the way Minerva and I married was, was when we started. It was trial and error. Mostly error <laughs> on my part. Really? You know? <laughs> because, see, she had a situation, too, with her parents, and that marriage, uh, it was kind of interesting, too. So, you know, we bring this, this stuff together and try to piece it together, and, boy, the pieces, sometimes, you, you know, you, you know how, how on the board, you try to say, well, this thing... Out to get there, and you try to beat it in pace, <laughs> and it just doesn't fit, you know. <laughs> it doesn't fit. Uh, so that's the type of thing that we're trying to uh, avoid when I'm teaching this CV, because, like we said, marriages statistically, really, it doesn't church-wise, it doesn't glorify God statistically. Because really, 90% in the high 90s of our marriages should work, shouldn't it? If both are Christians, it should work. Not 50% of them fail. That's not right. So somewhere, we have this picture wrong, and we are trying to force pieces into place that really don't go there. The creator didn't put it there, and so therefore... Uh, we need to go back to the creator and find out what did you have in mind when you said marriage. When you say it is man and this woman, they're going to get married. Uh, they're going to be one flesh. They're going to leave and cleave. What did you mean? What picture do you have? That's what we're trying to do in this series. Now, I tell you, when I'm putting this last piece just on the foundation, and when I say foundation, really what I mean is the edges of this puzzle. Because when Minerva and I try to put it together, I asked her, to, I said, you want to try to put this together? She said, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this thing means. I don't know how long it's going to take. I was going to ask the ladies at the library, when this, when this thing has a 10 plus, what does that mean? It has, a, it has 500, then it has in another circle 10 plus. What does that mean? Do you all know what that means? What, what does that mean? Oh, I was, saying, I was thinking, I said, I wanted it to take 10 plus hours on this thing. <laughs> I said, I don't know what I want to spend 10 hours on this thing or not, you know? I said, I'm going to call the library and ask them what that thing meant. But thank you all for explaining to me that it's, it's, it's 10 plus. So we ought to be able to do this thing whenever. <laughs> We ought to be able to do it. Uh, I, I was going to get one that has by, um, a picture by, oh, it was a Ken, Ken uh, something Kincaid. Thomas Kincaid, okay. Uh, it had, but it, it looked very difficult because it, it has flowers, it has lights. And the, I said, man, then the flowers look similar. I said, man, this thing going to be hard, you know, because I, I don't want to do that. So we got the right one. Praise God. <laughs> but when we start, what we're going to start doing, I, I do believe, it, is we're going to try to find the outlines of this thing because we see the picture. We're going, we're going to try to get the outline. If you get, the, if you get all the corners of this thing, then you, 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 that's what they told me in the library too. Try to get the corners. Try to get all the boundaries. And why do they do that? The foundation, isn't it? Okay? And so that's what these four messages uh, really is doing. It's putting a foundation on it then we'll come back 
and try to put the pieces in place. Because without a foundation, I, I, I do believe that it's not going to work. About, without the boundaries, it's not going to work as good. It's not going to go where it should go. So that's what, I'm, what, what, what I try to do when I say that marriage is about really understanding a revelation of God's glory. If marriage is really not about God's glory, then I think we're, gonna, we're not going to be in the right, we're going to get it wrong. I do believe, let's open our books to, our Bibles to uh, Ephesians. Let's go there. And I want to go to chapter 5. Let's go to a New Testament scripture that I've used before, verse 31 and 32. This is so important to the boundaries that we're putting this, this, this puzzle together called marriage. It says, that for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Verse 32, this mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Now, why is, it, is marriage a reference to Christ and the church? Because God said so, is that right? The creator of marriage says that I'm speaking of Christ and the church. He just started in, uh, I guess it's maybe verse 22, talking about the responsibilities of the wife, and even verse 25, the, the husbands and all like that. And when he went, when he finished all this, he says that it's a mystery but I'm speaking with reference to Christ and the church. So we should be getting a picture of marriage in our minds that this picture called marriage, all the pieces in this puzzle, is really a reference to Christ and the church. That's what we should be picturing in our minds. I was um, explaining to Minerva when we were talking about, I was, I was passing a message by her. I said, I don't know whether people are, are getting it or not, but it's helping me. It's helping me because it's putting some boundaries on marriage that I never had before. I was thinking that marriage is a piece of, a lot of pieces of, of, of the puzzle that's in this box without having a piece, without having a, the picture. I didn't have the picture. The picture I was putting together was a picture of what I thought a good marriage was. And it's, it's based on what I saw in other marriages without being in the household of those marriages. It's just what you'll see. So well, they, they treat their, their wife really, really nice. Or uh, she treats her husband really nice. And all this stuff, but it's what I see. But how many of you know it's different in the household? Behind the co closed doors <laughs> and, and closed curtains. It's a little bit different, okay, sometimes. So I said, this has given me an idea of what, I can say what I can't say, what I can do and can't do. Because God has already told me that, that marriage is about Christ and the church. I did not have this scripture right here in my mind. I had the other scriptures, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, I, I mean, I knew all the scriptures, but just because you know the scriptures does not mean that you have the picture of what God intended. See, just because I have the pieces of the puzzle doesn't mean that I have the picture. So I'm trying to put the pieces together without the picture. So I said, okay, I got this thing. I got this thing. So, so now when I say I got it, doesn't mean that... that I put it together yet. It means that <laughs> it just means that 
I got the picture now. I got the picture. So something happened even yesterday. That uh, uh, I'm going to tell, tell this, minute, but it's okay. You know, it's okay now. Yeah. I have learned <laughs> uh, that I'm supposed to pass things by before I say something anyway, you know, but it's okay. Uh, I got the picture. Christ and the church. I got a picture. Uh, y'all don't want to hear it anyway. <laughs> but what happened, I went to the Natural Health Center uh, out in Madison Heights because whenever needed uh, or herb or something, uh, she asked me to get. And I went to get it, and I was talking on the phone to my daughter, Ivy, and so all during the time that I got there, got what she wanted and came came out, got back home. And Minerva got the receipt and she said, Oh, they charged you this much for it. I'm supposed to get a discount. Did you tell them? I said, No. I, I didn't tell them. I thought they knew. You should have told them. Okay. Um, and she said, go back and ch- exchange it. I said, <laughs> before I had the picture, <laughs> before I had the picture, that would not have been <laughs> the best thing my ears wanted to hear, <laughs> right? But since I have the picture now, I said, okay. Okay, I'll go. And so, uh, did I go? I, I mean, did I, did I, did I uh, do what I normally say, what I normally say, act like I normally act? I, I, I didn't do that. I just, okay, no problem. I, I, uh, I think we ate breakfast first. I think we ate the first, uh, which is we eat breakfast around 2. We ate a little, a little early, uh, but then we, we ate around, I think around 12, 31. Uh, but anyway, uh, we ate breakfast first, and then I put back on my coat and my hat, and I went right back out there and didn't say nothing, but, okay, I go, no problem. And came back, I said, okay, here it is, I got it. You know, uh, she uh, put the money back on my, on my car, so everything's cool. Okay. She said, okay, thank you. Now, wasn't that nice? You know, it's, it's, but... but <laughs> But I would not have done that with that ease, without words being spoken, without a nonverbal communication. <laughs> it would not have happened like that. It wouldn't. Uh, but I went without a word, without a word being spoken as far as negativity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it wouldn't happen. Because if I have the picture right, then I, I'm understanding that really I should have asked the person because it wasn't normal people who really was waiting on me. It wasn't Dr. Hall. It wasn't his, his son. They understand whenever I buy something, you know, uh, it's going to be a discount if it's from Nature Sunshine. It's going to be a discount. So, but the ladies who, who waited on me, uh, she's very seldom there, and she doesn't know unless you tell her. So when I came back, uh, um, uh, she, I said, hey, you got me in trouble. And she said, well, you <laughs> she said, well, you didn't tell me. You were on the phone. She remember, I, she, you were on the phone talking. You didn't say anything to me. And I said, yeah, you're right. You know? uh, so uh, when, it, when it's my fault, then I should be willing to do that without any, because I should have known better. Right? I should have said something. That is important. That having the right picture helps you to put the put the puzzle, put a piece of the puzzle in the right place. It really does. It really does. Because how many times do we make mistakes, but Christ covers us? Right? And He doesn't make mistakes. I make mistakes as being supposed to be like Christ. But he doesn't make mistakes. And as a church, and I'm, the ch- I'm part of the universal church, 
So I'm like the bride. What part of the bride of Christ? If you're born again, right? We all, well, you're male, female, you're part of the bride of Christ. He's the groom. And so um, he covers for me a lot, doesn't he? Doesn't he cover for us a lot? And we, we expect him to cover for us, doesn't he? And he doesn't, he doesn't beat us on the head when we make mistakes while he's covering for us because he said he's ever interceding on our behalf, isn't he? Then why won't we do that for each other? That's important. That's important. And I believe that grace, grace, and more grace is important in marriages. It's more important. Let's look at it in in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. This is, this is, Part, part of Christ and the church. The picture that we see on the box called marriage with all the pieces in that box, the creator put this picture up there of Christ and the church. And when we know it's Christ and the church, we can start studying now this picture called Christ and the church and see what is this picture like. In verse 1 it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. So before we were saved by grace, by God, what we were just like, just read, all of us. None of us were any different. All of us, because the word says so. Then in verse 4 it says, but God. I like that. But God, being rich in mercy. So when we think of the picture called Christ and the church, what should we be rich in? Mercy. Mercy. Now, mercy is a word that you don't, you give mercy to people who should get what? judgment. But you show mercy. You show mercy. (laughs) I'm so glad that God had mercy on me. We're supposed to be glad that God Show mercy on us to save our souls. Is that correct? How glad are you? How glad are you? Let's keep going. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, our transgressions, trespasses, our sins, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Now, grace is not something that you earn. Is that correct? Grace is something you're given, it's bestowed upon us just because of the generosity of the giver. We earn nothing when it's grace. It's like, actually like a gift. When somebody gives you a gift, it's not that you earned it, it's they wanted to give it to you. Now, this is while we were dead in our trespasses. So how much should this picture called marriage, these pieces in a box, these pieces should be have mercy. It should be a lot of mercy pieces, a lot of grace pictures, pieces. It should be um, 
Mercy, when somebody's done something wrong, grace should be given, shouldn't it? A lot of it. Then why wouldn't I then want to go back to the store when I've already been one time? And it's not a hop, skip, and jump from where I live to Madison Heights either. So why wouldn't I want to do that without complaining, without rolling the eyes? Without, <laughs> without saying stuff like I used to say, you know, man, you don't want you to go yourself, you know? My goodness gracious, you know? I went for you one time. You know, this picture gets to be clearer when you start knowing it as Christ in the church how did God treat you? She wasn't wrong. I'm the one who's wrong. Why shouldn't I be willing to go? God, I was wrong. I was dead in my trespasses. Yet he saved me. So while not when I'm wrong, I do something for my wife that I don't want to do. Go back to the store. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So he's doing this to show his surpassing, I mean surpassing riches of his grace. So as the church, this picture called Christ and the church, which is marriage pieces in there, we should show the surpassing riches of our grace towards each other, shouldn't we? That means they don't earn it. They don't deserve it. You just give it. That's a gift. Because that's the picture of marriage, Christ and the church. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's the picture. That's the picture of marriage. Christ and the church. Let's look in chapter 1, verse 3. It said, Blessed be the God of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him, in love. Now, this is before I was born. This is before I was even, cons- even thought of by my parents. This is before any of us. Is that correct? He said, before <laughs> the foundation of the world, he chose us in him. That is, knowing that we were sinners, knowing that we didn't love him, knowing that we didn't want anything to do with him, yet he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. He predestined us to be to adoption as his sons through Jesus Christ to himself. While we were yet sinners, it is so told us before, right? It says that according to the kind intention of his will, should we be have some kind intention in marriages? The picture that's called marriage is Christ in the church. On the outside the box of marriage, the picture is Christ in the church. So that means that we're supposed to have some kind intention towards one another. And it says, to the praise of the glory of his grace that he freely bestowed 
on us in the blood. My goodness gracious. I never knew that. I wish somebody would have told me that picture would have saved me a lot of problems <laughs> that I had. Because when I first became saved, I started reading some of these things. I said, oh, I got, I got a good picture now. I'm supposed to, uh, Minerva's supposed to submit to me. So therefore, uh, uh, you know, if you don't do what I ask you to do, then you are being unscriptural. The Bible says submit. That's what it says. So you should submit. Now, see, I have no clue, no clue of what the picture on the outside the box was. I was just trying to put the pieces together that I saw. This is a piece of, is it submission a piece of the puzzle? It's a piece of the puzzle. But I was trying to put it in a, in, in, in a didn't know the picture. Didn't know the picture. And I believe that a lot of us don't know the picture. So we're trying to put things together. They're just not, not doing it. I said, God, man, you, God's, his mercy is so great on us, isn't it? I am very fortunate that I'm married to a woman who has mercy and kindness because I would be now unmarried. <laughs> I would. She would have kicked me to the curb a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. I'm serious. Uh, the way I was, I mean, I mean, heathen personified. I mean, I mean, I'm serious. I'm serious. And 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 thought I was okay. Really, really. Because because the picture I had of marriage was not like like anything else. So I was like, man. Plus, I wasn't saved. So that's. I mean, she didn't have a she didn't have a hope for me except praying for me. Um, my goodness gracious! Do y'all, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, even though the message is for all of us, the message is for me because I got the picture. You know, now I can start taking some of these pieces of the puzzle that I jammed it in a place <laughs> trying to make it go. I can take that thing right on off because it doesn't even fit there. <laughs> it doesn't fit there. No, really. It doesn't fit there. Yeah. God wants us to be so appreci- appreciative to him for what he's done for us. Let's look at it in Romans chapter 3. Let's look in verse 21. It says, But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ. For all those who believe, for there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And marriage, I told you, you know, is really about a revelation of God's glory. It says that we fall, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Being justified as a, what's the word? Gift. That's grace, isn't it? As a gift. By his grace. By his grace, through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as the perpetuation. Perpetuation is the total satisfaction. That's what the word means. Total satisfaction in his blood through faith. Jesus was a total satisfaction of bringing man back to God. It was a total satisfaction. There's not going to be any other sacrifices for sin. That was, it, that was it, through his blood. This was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed. I'm so glad. I mean, Jesus has done so much for us, hasn't he? So much for us. 
how, I remember my answer that a few minutes ago, how appreciative are we that he's done so much for us? Can we now take this appreciation for what God has done for us and it is like a uh, like a, if you're going to put a string to a bow and arrow, like a bow rather, if you're going to string a bow, you're going to have to bend the bow, right, to really put a string on it so it'll be tight. Can we take the, take the grace that God has given us and bend it towards our mate or mate to be? Can we practice that as, as singles? Can we practice that before we get married? Because if somebody would have given me a picture of it beforehand, before I ever got married, and they said, now you practice it while you're single. The first thing I want to know is, how can I practice it if I'm not married? Well, you can practice it with your parents. Right? Can't you, Vijay? Can't you, Victoria? Can you practice giving grace to your mother to your father, can you practice giving grace that God has given you? Because he's given you grace. Just being here today is because of the mercy and grace of God. Yeah. There are some people who didn't make it today in this thing called life because they died. Look, in, look in, in, the, in the paper when you get home and Obituary, look it up on the computer. Somebody died today. Oh, yes, last night. Somebody died and didn't even make it today. Somewhere in this world, they died. But you are alive. That's by God's mercy because it's his breath that he's given us. Can we practice that with our siblings? Because a lot of you have brothers and sisters. Can you practice that on a job? Can you practice that in a church? Can you practice that in any relationship you have where you're around people? Can you practice that? Because anywhere where you're around people, it's going to take mercy and grace in order to not get an attitude. That would be a good way to say it. Not get an attitude, right? I don't care. I don't. I don't care what situation you're in. You can practice this thing. You can practice this thing. If you live alone, you can practice this thing because somewhere along the line, you're gonna be around somebody, and God's gonna make sure that you have opportunities to practice this thing before you get married. Because people rub people the wrong way. I, I mean, I have a cat, and I rub her hair. When I rub her hair, she'll shake her hair back right because she don't like her hair rubbed the way I rub it. She like her hair sticking up, so now I rub it down so it's slick, and she'll shake her hair. She want her hair back up front. And I know I rub her the wrong way too because sometimes I don't even rub her. She come around and, and she wanna she wanna get on me and, and then they want me to rub her. I don't rub her and she and go on, on, you know. Because because she she's upset with me. She, she I mean I'm serious. She she will she will uh, uh, lay down or sit down and turn her back to me and that let me know that she's upset. She will. Because she 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 like that. She don't like that man. She don't like that. If you're around anybody enough, I'm telling you, in a group of people, that's why God wants them to minister in the church with each other, because when you get in ministry with each other, when you get in a relationship with each other, you're going to rub each other the wrong way, let me tell you. I was telling, uh, you know, a couple this morning, you know, if in this church, I'll I tell you now, you might, you might like it now, but I guarantee you, you're going to dislike it later on, you're going to dislike me, something's going to rub you the wrong way. 
That's life. You can't be married unless you're rubbed the wrong way sometimes. You didn't marry yourself. You married somebody else that's different from you. Those differences rub you the wrong way sometimes. Grace. 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 Christ and the church. That's what it's called. That's why I gave you Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 and 13. Let's end on that. In Colossians 3, 12, and 13, when we went over that, that is a scripture telling us that so as those who have been chosen of God, have you been chosen of God? If you're not chosen of God, that means that you're not going to make it to heaven. Born again, is important, being born again. So he's talking to the church here. He says that, so as those who have been chosen of God, holy. He's calling us as a called out assembly, his bride, he's calling us holy when he knows that we are not yet separated like we should be. But he's calling those things that be not as though they were. And beloved, we are beloved, even though we don't do lovely things all the time. He's called us beloved. He said that I want you to put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and long suffering. That's what patient that patient is. Long suffering, because that's the picture that's on this box called marriage is Christ. And the church. Christ, what I just finished reading, Christ is compassionate. He's kind. He's humble. He's gentle. He's long-suffering. Is it not? Is he not? And it says in verse 13, bearing with, meaning forbearing one another, right? That means putting up with the irritations of one another. That's what it says. That's what it means now. Forgiving each other, right? Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And if you finish it, Forgive them. That's this picture on the outside of this box called marriage, Christ and the church. Because Christ forbears. He bears with us, doesn't he? He puts up with us, doesn't he? He forgives us, doesn't he? It says in 1 John 1, 9, it says, confess your sins, right? And what is it? He's just, he's what? Forgive your sins and cleanse you, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Do we do that in marriages? Do we do that in, on a job? Do we do that with our siblings? Do you do that, Emily, with Madeline? Do you, you know, are you kind? Are you, you know, gentle? Are you long-suffering? Do you put up with her irritations? See, we're talking real talk now, aren't we? Yeah. That's what it wrote me. Emily shouldn't wait till she gets, gets ready to get married and say, I'm, now, now I'm married, now I can, I can really practice this thing. No, if she doesn't practice it now, it's not going to be real when she gets there in marriage. Because marriage is one of the closest relationships you're going to have. As a matter of fact, it's closer than your relationship with your parents. I believe. My wife knows things about me, but my, 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 my mother and father never knew. She knows me better than my father ever knew me. My mother ever knew. She knows because, I mean, she's been with me. I mean, she's, she's with me in the, in, when, when, when I snore. I mean, she's, she's there, man. She's there. At least she told me I did. You know? Right? And she knows. I know she knows everything about me. 
some things I wish you didn't know. Wish you know. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's the foundation that I've laid. Okay? And I, I don't want you to ever get this picture out of your mind that the picture that's called marriage really has on the outside the box. Come on, tell me. Christ and the church. That's the picture called marriage. Christ and the church. Everything in that box, anything that we go over from this point on about marriage are just pieces of the puzzle. But we can put it together because we know what the picture looks like. What's that picture called? Christ and the church. Christ and the church. Okay? Can we practice that if you're not married yet? Yes, you can. Who do you practice, who do you practice it with? Every relationship, every person you come in contact with, just going to the grocery store, you know, and, and uh, you get to the line and, and you uh, put something there and, and they ring it up and they, you say, oh, wait, if it wasn't that price on the, uh, when, I, when I looked at the thing, um, sometimes people have different prices. They move things around, you know, and you get irritated. Have you ever got irritated in the grocery store? Maybe y'all, I don't know what grocery store y'all go to. I've got, I've got irritated some of the grocery stores. You, know. you can practice it. You can practice it. Okay? Next week, we're not going to talk about marriage. This is going to be a separate message. We're talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Okay? Which, of course, you know. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.